from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Carolina Panthers should consider Mike McCarthy or Nick Sirianni if they are fired from the respective positions. You copping or dropping? I am. I'm copping because there's an or there, and I'm. I'm the only one I would consider out of the two is Mike McCarthy, um, because not because I think he's great or he's, they're going to win a Super Bowl. But he does bring an air of professionalism, and I think he can just kind of get everybody in order. You know, um, maybe he could play the Mark Jackson to someone else's Steve Kerr. Okay. Which is, you know, recognize how the roster should be coached and then get out and let someone else coach it, right? You need somebody to just say out loud, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson are the best shooting backcourt of all time, which is exactly what Mark Jackson did. Then he lost his job. They brought in Steve Kerr, and he said – all right, now that we know they're the best shooting backcourt of all time, uh, I'll go win championships with them. Uh, I don't think Sirianni's that guy. I don't want – here's what I don't want. I don't want anyone near the Panthers organization that has a history of, of like, uh, non-balanced, cohesive locker rooms. And right now what you're hearing out of the, the Eagles is there's a little bit of uneasiness in the locker room, right? Some offensive guys don't agree with the play calling. Uh, you know, how many times are we going to see the, the clip of uh, Nick Sirianni screaming at Chiefs fans, I don't hear any of you now, or whatever he said, walking in the tunnel. Um, and then they went one and six for the rest of the way. Like, I, I want somebody that runs things a little bit more professional. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not uh, considering uh, Sirianni. McCarthy I'd consider, which is what the question was. He wouldn't be anywhere near my top pick. But I don't think the Panthers are going to get their top pick. Yeah, I want nothing to do with either of them. That's fair. I mean, I mean, you have to acknowledge that Mike McCarthy ran an offense that made Aaron Rodgers look pretty darn good, and then he ran the number one offense in the league this past year, led by Dak Prescott. So he has some quarterback bona fides for for a team that needs to make every decision with their quarterback in mind. Fair enough. All right, next one here. Switching things over to the ice. We'll get back to the Panthers here in a little bit. Let's do it. Switching over to the ice. Mm. Canes need to make a goaltending move. Copper drop. Copping. Um, it wasn't Peretz getting in the game anything to do with him, but Peretz getting in the game is a shock to the system, right? So, whoa, whoa, whoa. I like him as a developmental prospect, right? If he's lighting it up in the AHL, we could consider next preseason you know, seeing what he is. Uh, I did not like the idea of him being one play away, which he was and is until Coach Ekhoff comes back. And even so, like, you know, in a, if Coach Ekhoff or Ranta go down with any kind of long-term injury, then Pretz isn't even one play away. Like, the second half of back-to-back backs is his, Right. Uh, then, then you're you're to a point where you're depending on an undrafted rookie goalie, and are there you know, yeah, Tom Brady was a sixth round pick. I'm not banking on any sixth round pick being Tom Brady. Uh, are there undrafted rookies that have played well throughout the history of the NHL? Sure, I'm not banking on it, right? I can show you a lot that weren't ready to play also. Uh, so, and uh, but and by the way, this is like the whole outside versus inside thing. If they know. You know, Freddie's coming back. Okay, maybe I can. I would change this, but I don't know that, and I'm terrified that he won't. Um, I just don't want to see the 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 work of a really good franchise 
the work of a really good roster, the work of of you know some guys that are in contract years, and this year means a whole bunch to them. Be at the mercy of whoever's healthy and whoever doesn't have the yips and goal. So if they can make a move, yeah, I think I think it's time to to kind of you know make the jump and go make the move. All right, next one here. Actually, for this next one here, I got to go here. The Charlotte Hornets. So oh, the uh, Charlotte Hornets, Hornets Sports and Entertainment, uh, they actually discussed and released information today about the renovations they're going to be doing to the Spectrum Center. And it's actually going to take place during the off-seasons over the next two years. So the 2024 off-season and 2025 off-season is about a $215 million taxpayer-funded uh, renovation. It's going to bring more seats closer to the floor. There, uh, so upgrades that are going to happen during this coming off-season, new club construction and renovations, suite-level renovations, mm-hmm. as well as uptown concourse upgrades. And then in 2025, during the off-season, an additional 2,500 seats on the lower level, main concourse renovations, and also arena, the bowl seats. are going to see some different replacements as well. So they're adding more seats, moving seats closer to the floor. Uh, so copper drop, are you going to care about the Hornets now? Well, you know what they didn't put in all of that description that I'm sure is actually going to be in that subscription or that description one day. What's that? Uh, a sports book. That's probably going to be part of I it. I assume as well. they're not doing 215 million dollars worth of renovations and not going. Well, that will be a restaurant and gaming experience, right? That they can't call it a sports book yet, but they're, uh, you know, it's it's every once in a while, right? You're you're when you're looking for a house, the. Mm-hmm. You right. You always have all these ideas with what you're going to do when you're when you're buying a house. And the realtor's like, "There's actually a great spot to build an addition off the back. You could enclose the back deck." And you're just like, "Oh yeah, for sure." You never do it. Um, they probably have that section where they're like, "Hey, sports book could go here if you wanted to." And if you want me to to get in, and I've said this for a long time, the easiest way to get interested in a team is to just start throwing two three dollars on a money line winner every game and you just almost Stockholm syndrome yourself into to rooting for that team to, to win. Maybe even against the spread if you think your team is bad. Um, so if, if the gambling experience gets in, heck yeah, I'll start caring about the Hornets a little bit more. So the Not this, to mention the money is ridiculous. What well, you say two hundred fifteen million? Yeah. That guy, I mean, what is Lamello paying for the for all that? <laughs> but he could. <laughs> uh so here's actually something to keep in mind when it comes to these uh, stadium renovations. It's that this is not that dissimilar to the Canes and PNC Arena and the extension that the, the Canes signed and Tom Dunn and the owner of the Hurricanes when it comes to the lease agreement at PNC. So part of this, in order to get the money, um, the Hornets signed a 15-year lease extension. So they're going to be at Spectrum Center up until 2045. So you're looking at that, that franchise is going to be there for the next 20-plus years. Uh, plus the Spectrum Center holds so many other events, just like PNC Arena. Um, so that's one thing to keep in mind as well. It's, it's more than just the actual teams that play there. It's all the other events and stuff that take place, and you can get more larger name stuff. I mean, this is ex- exactly what David Tepper said he has brought to, to the city of Charlotte. It's it's concerts. It's it's running water infrastructure. The whole deal. Internet. You don't you don't necessarily want to copy what Tepper's doing. I'm just saying he's he's said he's you, responsible. You do for often that. see this. I mean, Michael Jordan just sold, right? You do often see new owners come in and go. All right, let's review everything. Let's see what's been efficient. Let's see what what we can do to maximize business and profits and game day experience. And they're so gung ho, right? They're owning a team, so you, you're going to see that, and and that's good. And like lease extensions, all the, like that is all good, right? I I want teams to be 
in Carolina, in, in North Carolina, even if it is Charlotte, for as long as possible. Because it's just like, you know, regions are fun when teams are, are there and playing well. And I want sports to be fun in this region. So I'm all for all of that. Um, so, you know, what? I'm copping it. I'm copping it. If you got a new owner that's gung-ho, I want to reward that with interest. I'm buying in. All right, next one. And when, but when I say reward with interest, I don't mean like financial interest. I mean you want to reward that with fan interest, right? If they, if they put their money where their mouth is on a better game day experience, I want to reward that with us taking in their game day experience. Sorry, now continue. Oh, no, you're all good. Uh, next one here. The NFL had its first ever game streaming or on mm. a streaming platform exclusively for a playoff game. Are you copping or dropping the idea that the NFL is going to do more of this in the future? All right. How nerdy do you want this to go? Yes. Okay. Uh, they had 23 million viewers, which they called a streaming record. What they failed to mention was that that 23 million includes uh, the markets, the actual teams that were on the, the broadcast. Mm-hmm. In the markets of the home and then the away team, it was played over television, and they counted that. Ah, okay. Uh, and another thing they failed to mention was that every other game that played over the weekend had at least 29 million tuned in. Mm-hmm. So the NFL cost themselves a bunch of viewers in exchange for the 110 million that uh, NBC or Universal, whatever, you know, whoever cuts those checks for for Peacock paid them. So I think they're going to there's going to be a waiting period before we even know if it's a success, right? Because it's a nice one-time cash boost if a whole bunch of people signed up for Peacock to watch the game on over the weekend. But if all of them are calling right now and saying, I'd like to cancel my subscription, that's not what they're looking for. So you need to see how many are still subscribed two or three, four or five months from now, which is a whole other deal. I did see, they're, they're not dumb. Uh, Oppenheimer, the, oh, the, yeah. the movie, oh, yeah. is going to hit their streaming services like three days after a one month that was signed up for for the game would expire. So it's it's going to be like, all right, I want to cancel it when my month is up. But in five days, I could watch Oppenheimer. Like, they're trying to get that to become a, a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that being said, I think it's wildly inconvenient, and I hope they don't do it ever again. So I'm dropping it because it wasn't fun for me. I'm very much – I watch every game. And I watch most ACC basketball games. If there's not a conflict, I watch – Kane's games, I'm, but but I get to games like two minutes before they start, right? I know what time they start because we talk about them here on the air. I don't often catch pregame shows. I sit down when the games start, and there's nothing more frustrating than going to where I think the game is going to be and going, it's not here. Okay, I need to track down a, a password. Got to yell to my wife, hey, what's the password? What email address did we use for this service? I hate all of it, so I'm dropping all of it. Fair enough. All right, final one here for you. Carolina Panthers need to have a general manager hired by the end of this week. Copper drop. Need is a word I'm I'm skeptical of. I would very, very, very much like, and I think it would very, very, very much benefit the franchise to have that. Um, need and want are two different things. Yeah, I'm gonna Sometimes I'm gonna drop I'm gonna drop need. Okay, I'm gonna drop need. The only reason I'm dropping need is because if you bring in a coach who's a little bit more headstrong, then I think you need to kind of need to know who 
who you're thinking of, like if you're going to hire that coach before you hire your GM. If you're going to bring in Belichick, you got to know that before before you hire your GM because not everybody's going to get along with Belichick. And I don't know if you want to bring in some, you know, nerdy 38-year-old uh, who Belichick's is going to look at and, and swat away with, I'm not listening to you. Uh, like, I, I think that's the only case where I think you need to take your time. If you're if you're bringing in a more traditional coach who's not, you know, six Super Bowls, uh, I think the GM should be hired as soon as possible. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Matter of fact, let's get into our Panthers GM search update. You want to hear a fun fact? Yes. There's 100 days to the NFL draft. Wow. As of right now, there's 100 days. Nice. 101 for the Panthers. Uh, that, well played. Very good point. Uh, 100 for most teams. The Panthers have to wait an extra day. So maybe that's they can take their time with the GM. They have a little bit more. They have a little bit more time. Uh, no, the fact of the matter is, 100 days feels like a lot. It's not, especially when you have to put together your scouting department, put together your assistant GM, your head of cap, your, you have to put together everything, then what do the Panthers have to do? They have to decide whether they're going to trade Derek Brown, whether they're going to trade uh, Brian Burns. Then what do they have to do? They have to get the market on those guys and see if there's a deal that makes sense. Then once you trade for them, you have to look at your picks and how they're assembled post-trade or look at your picks now and say, all right, we don't need a defensive tackle or an edge because we have these guys. There's moving parts that need to be decided with enough time to get your, your, uh, your draft in order. Time is of the essence. Time is of the essence, and you have an advantage on teams still playing. It may not be a massive advantage, but they're not worried about the draft. They're not worried about evaluations. They're not worried about getting their trades in order. They're worried about winning on Saturday or Sunday. This is where you can make up some ground on the playoff teams. Every minute matters. You want to hear something crazy? Kyle Shanahan, head coach of the the Niners, want to buy this week, right? He talked to the media today. You know what he said? Halfway through the second quarter, they stopped looking at the Cowboys and started only prepping for the the Packers. Because obviously we're all watching the same game and we're going, there's no way the Cowboys are going to win this game. But that's how like every minute matters in the NFL. He didn't say, well, we'll wait till the end of the game. He said, no, as soon as it looks like there's a team that's going to win, let's, let's focus on that team. That's like a move from from March Madness, where you're you're watching the Thursday games and and you already won and you got to play on Saturday against one of them, right? You're you're already getting assistance on the 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 scouting train. A hundred days, a hundred. Get your priorities. Make the best possible uh, uh, decision you can make with the information gathered and move the heck on, and don't look back. That's some of the best advice I've ever been given. By the way. Right. I've we've all, you know, hey, you know, should I take this job? I have this offer. Should I apply for this? It's a lateral move, but it's this and duh, it'll get me a better title. Some of the best advice I've ever gotten is 
make a decision and do not look back, right? Do not go check, uh, oh, the person that did take that, if you turn down the job, don't go, you know, compare yourself for the rest of time to whoever, to, oh, look at that, they're in the fast track. Oh, look at that, they've gotten two promotions since I didn't take that job. Just once you make a decision, can't change the past, move on. Panthers, gather all the information you can. Be as educated in your decision as you can. And then don't look back. Do everything you can to make that decision correct. And let's start with this. Do not bring in somebody that's been associated or keep somebody that's been associated with the Panthers over the last five years. Let's start with that. There are reports out there. Uh, Kaplan, uh, NFL insider, says that, that the word around the NFL is that Dan Morgan is being seriously considered as the GM for the Panthers. He was the assistant GM uh, under Scott Fitter, and he is a, a one of the players from the Cardiac Cats, right? One of the players from, from the, the high times in Panthers lore. No. I, and that's no disrespect to Dan Morgan. If he wants to stay on as an assistant and you really like him, if he can interview with the next GM and they vibe, fine. But you got to clean house. They're also interviewing Vice President of Football Administration Samir Suleiman. Suleiman. I don't know if I'm, I'm pronouncing that correctly. And, and, and I'm, I'm not trying to disrespect him, but I'm saying as soon as it said current Panthers, I was done. <laughs> current Panthers Vice President of Football Administration. I don't care if it said like current Panthers czar of football, everything. Current Panthers uh, video coordinator. Like, here's the deal. They are not in the running to be the GM. Because you need a clean slate break from whatever led you to this past season, which was the worst in Panthers history. Fresh eyes, fresh blood. If they want to come in and evaluate and say, yeah, you know what, I do like what Samir is doing, or I do like what Dan is doing, and I like them and I vibe and I trust them, then they can consider bringing in, staying in a role that is not GM. But, but you got to make decisions. You got to be decisive. Part of the reason I'm confused by the way the Panthers are handling their GM and their coaching decisions is that they've cast such a wide net. Have deal breakers. Listen, if you were associated with us for the last five years, sorry, that's a deal breaker, you're gone. If you come from a franchise that is nearly as dysfunctional as ours, sorry, you're gone. That means Raiders interim GM Champ Kelly, no, even though you're being interviewed. That means uh, anyone involved with the Giants, anyone uh, like their GM Brandon Brown, assistant GM Brandon Brown, who's being being interviewed. Like if you come from a dysfunctional organization, I don't have time for you because the number one role that, that you need for the, the Panthers is to make it functional. I'm looking at the names that they are uh, uh, considering. Chiefs VP of football operation. Yeah, we can talk. I'm looking at Ravens vice president of football administration. Yeah, we can talk. Have deal breakers. It's very simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. Here are my three priorities that I am looking for in a, a GM for the Panthers. Again, it's not simple to find them, but it's easy to know what you're looking for. I need someone strong-willed. I need someone that is willing to look at David Tepper and say, come to my office before you consider going to the coach's office and yelling at that guy. And if you go down there, you're going to have to fight me, right? I'm going to be a shield for that other end of the building. 
I need someone that comes from a solid organization that understands how to put personalities together because one of the big mistakes the Panthers made, specifically with their coaching staff this past year, is I don't know if they liked and or trusted each other. They were all accomplished in their own rights. Evero, really good. Thomas Brown, really good. Frank Reich had success as a head coach. Uh, Josh McCown had success as a long time in, in the NFL as kind of a mentor quarterback. Deuce Staley had his success. Uh, David Caldwell has his, his success. They've got a lot of success, but I'm not sure they liked or trusted each other. I need someone that comes from a solid organization that understands how to put personalities together, and I need someone with at least some sort and a willingness to dive in further with a background in the analytics. Because, again, that's a David Tepper fallback. 